Welcome to the Clarity Confidence Connection Summit, where badass women break through barriers and unlock their next level of success. Your host for this session is Samantha Kaawa. Samantha has been recognized as a leading expert on relationships and as a marriage makeover coach, she helps women transform their marriage while becoming their best selves. Samantha has been featured on Fox, ABC, CBS, and other international publications and podcasts, sharing her counterculture views on relationships. Co-creator of this summit, Samantha is eager to introduce another inspirational guest. Take it away, Samantha. Thank you. I am so, so, so thrilled to be able to introduce you to Sarah Skalronski. Hello, Sarah. Welcome. Hello. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. So let me formally introduce you to Sarah. So Sarah is an innovative HR guru and principal consultant at EOS Human Resources Consulting. Sarah and her team of HR experts are on a mission to help small businesses navigate the labyrinth of employment laws and issues. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> creating <laughs> creating pr productive and positive work environments for their clients. And she's known for her innovative and personalized HR solutions. Sarah is a trusted advisor to her clients and a visionary HR ninja, yes, in the industry. So welcome, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I do want to make one little correction. Our company is EOS. Oh, I'm sorry. It's totally okay. A lot of people do that. A lot of people think it stands for something, but it's actually the Greek goddess of the dawn and a hope for a brand new day. Oh, so, my goodness. My apologies there. <laughs> And no, it's okay. A beautiful name. Thank you. So yeah, okay. you know, and when I started the company, I really wanted to have something new and to bring something new and to bring that hope of, of, of just something of that change to my clients and to myself. So I adopted the goddess of the dawn. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Thank you for that. Thank you for correcting me. I appreciate that. Um, and today we're actually going to be talking about solopreneur to CEO, field yeah. guide to your first hire. And you know what's so amazing, so divine. I didn't tell you this before <laughs> we got on, but I made a commitment to myself this year, somewhat last year, but mainly this year that I was going to come in with CEO energy. No more solopreneur. Like I am a yeah. CEO this year. So and how divine that I get to interview you and I get to hear That's you. Awesome. <laughs> to That's amazing. How exciting. Right? <laughs> yeah. So I just wanted to presence that, how amazing we're divinely connected today. So Sarah, before we get into your secrets, your, your tips and tools for us today, I would love for you to share how you got to where you are today and became this HR expert that you are. Yeah. So um, I had a kind of a winding path into HR. I had started in hospitality. I got into um, technology and IT and different things. I did some sales and, um, and you know, at around the, the 2000 bomb as we, as, and things had to shift and change, I changed course and got into HR. And I really loved HR because I was able to take all of the information, all of the things I'd done up to that point, helping people working with people, doing technology, problem solving, all of those things, 
and take it into one field. And I worked in with smaller companies. Most of the companies had less than a thousand employees. But one of the companies I worked with was, was a boutique staffing company. And it was only 20 employees. And then they had their, their um, temporary staff. But I got the opportunity to work with um, another woman entrepreneur and be sort of her right-hand person and work very closely with her as the HR manager. And then as they grew or as they got decided that they weren't going to retire, I got to take on more and more of the business operations. So I got to understand what it was to be an entrepreneur, what it was Mm -hmm. to kind of go out there and work as that CEO in a small business. And when I left my last corporate job, I decided I really wanted to be able to go out and help other businesses because that company decided to invest in having a full-time person for HR, but a lot of companies can't afford to do that. Right. So, So my passion is really helping the small businesses who are just trying to build their business and trying to make things work, also deal with the employees and all the compliance and for you know, I, I have a client now who's actually is building is opening up um, things in Europe and just even beyond the U.S. things. It's there's so much compliance that goes on with oh. HR um, and you're dealing with human beings. So you <laughs> never know <laughs> what they're going to do. Yes. <laughs> wow. So like dealing with a legal perspective and a human being perspective and trying to then That's still like try to build a business. Totally <laughs> <laughs> perfect storm. So, so I wanted to come and take some of that burden off of my client's hands. So oh, like just hearing you say that made me take a breath and say, oh, thank <laughs> for you. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah for you. <laughs> what would we do without people that are willing and loving? Like, and I can tell how passionate you are about what you do. So that's so beautiful um, to support those like me like I'm I I still consider myself a quite small business you know owner and just feeling like we're not alone and having having someone have our back in that way is so beautiful well thank you so so that's how you got to where you are so let's get into this field guide for our first hire like tell us how we go from solopreneur to CEO (laughs) yeah and you know I think along with my passion for HR one of the passions I have is taking that step and and I work I mean the companies I work with are micro companies so I work with anybody from the people who are getting ready to hire their first employee up to about you know 25 30 employees so very small companies yeah and and taking that first step um to decide to hire somebody like I said there's there's a compliance aspect of it there's the how do you want to run your business aspect of it and then there's okay now I have an employee what do I do <laughs> and yeah. and so so, you know, there, there's a lot of components to it, but I wanted to kind of break down into the three categories today of like looking at compliance and, and you know, the last thing you want to do when you're getting ready to hire a new employee is get the scary letter from the, the DOL or the in California it's called EDD or whatever government agency or the IRS that says something is not set up right. Yeah, we, I don't want those. and they're scary and I you know my clients get them and and they're like what do I do what do I do it's like it's okay we're just gonna answer the questions and we're gonna find out but 
to take the step before you actually get into there and, and set yourself up and understand what your local compliance is and, and what you need to do. So, you know, in California, we have trainings we have to do. We have to have workers comp. We have to have um, tax accounts set up. Um, you know, like I was saying, one of my clients is hiring somebody in the Netherlands. They have to have two-year contracts set up. They have to have... It, or, or they have to have like actual agreements and contracts where in, in the U.S. we're usually more at will. So, you know, it's really important to know what the you have to do where you're at. Yeah. And, and then even more so now because we've expanded with with um, after 2020, so many of my clients and so many of the people I work with have employees all over the country. Right. And you and can't the world, think, right? and the world and the world. And you can't go off the rules of where you're located. You have to go off the rules of where they're located. Oh, good to know. So you have to, yeah. <laughs> so, so even as you're expanding, you have to be very careful. But you know, with that first hire, you know, you may say, Oh, well, I'm just gonna hire somebody anywhere, but now you have to figure out, you know, how do I do it in North Carolina? How do I do it in, in this country or that country? So making sure that you have that you go through the process and really do the research to find out what that compliance is for each of those, um, for both for like paying taxes, for workers comp or for sec- or safety, for um, any other kind of rules or trainings that are required. What kind of time off do you have to offer the employees? You wanna make sure you have that compliance in place. Okay. And, and let me just ask this question because it's popping up in my head. There is a distinction too, right? Of hiring employees versus like contractors or freelancers, right? That's different too. It's different. And and you also have to be very careful about what is considered a contractor. So, um, you know, in in many states right now and in some some different countries, there are specific things that are required to be considered a contractor. And Mm -hmm. so if the person is doing, like in California, if the person is doing a job that really like that you would be doing if you as a business owner or if that is a direct connection to the business, they're not a contractor, they're an employee. And and yeah, <laughs> and that kind of people people are always trying to look for ways that like why you know this one this person wants to be a contractor. I just want to pay them on a contractor basis. I only they're only going to work ten hours a week. It's like you still have to pay them as an employee. <laughs> wow, see this is so informative. I am just <laughs> educated galore. <laughs> Nice. Okay. So really understanding the parameters and the legalities and all of those things. It's, it's really just informing ourselves, right. Of like, what, what is the the rules where you're at? What's the rules where they're at and understanding um, all of that. Yes. Before we get started. <laughs> before, before you get to yeah, before you actually do anything else, let's make sure that that you're you're not going to get into trouble. So okay, so one is compliance. Got it. One is compliance. The second one is how do you want to run your business? So you know, there's the things that you have to do by law, and then there's the things that that you can do by policy. So mm. if you're offering PTO, how much PTO do you want to offer? You know, the unlimited PTO is this is this thing that a lot of companies are offering now, but it has issues 
that come with it. So, you know, if you're offering unlimited PTO and somebody wants to go out on leave, what do you do? Like they're suddenly you've, you're giving them unlimited PTO and they're on unlimited so, PTO, but that's interesting. <laughs> that's a thing now. <laughs> it's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. Wow. And, and, and deciding, you know, it, it, when I first started consulting, I had a lot of clients who said, you know, I, I don't want to have a lot of rules. I want to be very free form. And then when I'd start asking them, well, what happens when they show up to late, show up late every day? Or what happens when they don't show up at all? Like, are you like, what are the consequences of these things? And having, knowing what those policies are, at least as a kind of a, a, a broad guideline, yeah. So that you can set that expectation when the employee is coming in um, allows you not to have to think about it when it comes up. It's like, OK, this is how I want to run my business. This is how I want to treat my employees. This is how we're going to interact with each other, um, because I'll tell you, mo most handbooks, most policies are written because somebody did something stupid. And now we have to tell them you can't I do know, it. I know, right? The SOPs <laughs> are written because something happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, we, like if we if everybody had common sense, we would just do keep moving forward. But instead, I have a job and I have to write policies. <laughs> <laughs> so so to get ahead of some of those like big, broad things and make sure that that's defined um, is important. And and then, you know, other things like if you're an in-person, how do you want people to dress? How do you want them to respond to clients? How do you want them to, you know, having an understanding of that? Because as a solopreneur, we just know, you know, right. and, and it's like, I know, I know exactly what I want an email to look like. I know what the tone should be. I know what this should be. But when you're suddenly have somebody else, you want to be able to define that so that you can then tell the person and know how not only to measure that, but also to train them and, and make corrections along the way. Right. That's literally what has stopped me from hiring an employee because I'm like, how do I get what's in here on there so that they know so that I don't, <laughs> right? <laughs> that's what you're there for. Cause you pull that out of people and you help them create that. Cause I was just like, yeah, but then that, it just feels like so much work to have to like, now I have to teach them. And then I have to actually know what I'm doing without mm -hmm. just subconsciously doing it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's and, and, and I'm, and I'm even, I'm still learning about writing SOPs and writing that and really pulling that information out. And, but it, but it's important to know, okay, what are the most important things so that, you know, you have to document them. So, you know, you have to make decisions. So, because the last thing you want is to tell somebody to do something and not give them all of the information because it's just in your head and then yeah. they're doing something, they're doing how they think it should be done. And you're mad and you can't quite figure out why you're mad. <laughs> you're like, you're like, I know you're doing the right thing, but it's not right. It's not right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yes. So that, so let's recap. So the first one is compliance, right? So making sure that you're, you're straight and wherever you are and wherever they are. And then the second one, give me a, a summarization of that one is the, the second one is, is understanding what your policies are, understanding what, your, what, what you want, what you business. want to do. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. second is your policies. Okay. And what's the third one? Now the third one takes all of that information and then you're now you're transferring that to the employee. So setting very clear expectations of the employee and, okay. and making sure you're communicating that to the employee. 
Um, again, I've had clients who they've hired somebody in a role as like an operations manager and they're struggling and they're, they're telling me that they're struggling. And I, I say, well, have you told them what you need them to do? And they say, well, no, he, they've done this job before. They should know. And it's like, no, they haven't done this job for you. So you need to yeah. tell them what to do. Um, you know, and, and then the other side of that example is, you know, one of my earliest clients, she was ready to fire somebody. She was ready to, she was like, this is not working. I can't, I can't get her to do what I want. I can't, you know, and so we sat down, we did her review. We did, we went through that, the, all of the questions. And I said, give specific examples. And a lot of people are afraid to give feedback. They're afraid right. to give that coaching and be, be transparent and be direct. Um, mm -hmm. But when she was, when I called her back in a month, I'm like, how's it going? Or do we, you wanted me to call back and see if we needed to move forward with termination? Oh no, this woman is great. She's doing exactly what I need her to do. <laughs> right. When we get clear, they get clear, right? They exactly. Yeah. And so, so when you get that clarity in that second step, and then you can now transfer that to the employee in, in the next step, now you have an employee who's engaged, who understands what is expected of them. And it helps you to measure like if they, because not everybody's going to work. I mean, the, yeah. the, the final step, you know, the extra step is that sometimes it doesn't work out. And right. sometimes the person's going to leave, either they're going to grow and they're going to move on, or it's mm -hmm. not going to work out. And it's, and either you or they are going to decide it's time to leave. And it's much easier for you to make that decision when you've been very clear about the expectations and what you need the person to do. So, so yeah. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be feel so personal and right. It, it's it's not based on a feeling. It's based right. on the review and based on the, mm -hmm. the boundaries that you've set coming into the position versus yes. it being kind of gray or foggy or. I don't know why, but I got to let you go. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, like, it's, it's, it's just reason. not working. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, well, it's not working because there's there's a, a, a disconnect there. And yeah. and and again, it's, you know, a lot of it's it's being very clear, both in setting the expectations and communicating that to the employee. You know, I'll, another thing that in, in the course of my HR career, I've dealt with is supervisors where I'll have a conversation with them about, about what they need to tell an employee to help them develop, help them change, they're doing something wrong. And then I'll sit in on the conversation and the supervisor's dancing around the subject and never being direct and saying, yeah. you know, so, so the employee doesn't really know that they're in trouble because they right. haven't been direct. And, you know, so, so you, want, you want to be kind, but you also want to be direct of like, this is not working, we need to change. Yeah. And and so that so that the expectations are clear and then you can get out of them what you need to or they can realize maybe it's not the right fit. I love that. So I have a follow up question for you based yeah. on these three steps. So someone who's a solopreneur can absolutely take these steps and start implementing them to hire their first employee um, yeah. and or how would they discern maybe whether they just want to hire you? <laughs> or they want to, like, tell me a little bit more about that decision-making process. Like where yeah. helps, like help us. Yeah. Yeah. So um, a couple ways. One is, you know, we actually take um, this, this prod, this project 
and we expand on it. So we do an, a 90 minute to two hour session um, just on hiring your first employee. So we really dig down and um, say, okay, you know, the, this is where you're located. These are the places you need to go. You know, we'll do, we'll, we'll gather some information we'll help them. and we'll help them kind of guide them through that. Okay. Um, the next step is to actually have us do everything, which um, we do packages uh, or our, our regular services is a um, outsource service where we act as the HR department okay. for clients. So we are working either directly with the client, with the client and their employees. Um, we work with their vendors and, and help them kind of navigate through all things HR. Nice. Okay. So there's different levels of support mm-hmm. that you could you could yeah. people. And is there any um, indicator on their end, like on our end, on when they should reach out to you? Or is it like at any stage, because you help people at these micro levels. So anyone who's even considering expanding, should they reach out to you? Or is there like a certain threshold that they're getting too overwhelmed? What, what, any, anybody is welcome to reach out. We do offer a 15-minute complimentary consultation to anybody who just wants to kind of talk and get an idea. Um, and, and that way we can understand better where they're at and how we might be able to help them. Um, we do, um, you know, a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of my clients come to us because they have to fire somebody or they got that letter from the EDD or the DOL and they don't know what to do. And so don't wait for that <laughs> <laughs> so if you do it before then, that would be better because then yeah, okay. you those and you won't have the nightmares around them. But um, but you know, so my goal in in sharing the field guide to the first hire is really giving people an avenue to get set up correctly from the beginning. Mm, I love that. So yeah, tell us a little bit more because you're actually giving us this checklist, a checklist. I am. I'm giving you a checklist. <laughs> A little more detail than than what we talked about, but we have a checklist available. um, And I actually am throwing in along with that, if you sign up for it, um, you'll get access to a webinar I did um, that goes through the items in more detail. So we'll talk about different things. So once you sign up, you'll get access, uh, you'll get a link to that as well. And um, yeah, so the, the checklist goes, just details out, kind of expands on each of these three sections and details out some of the things that you have to think about under the compliance area, under writing your policies and under setting expectations with the employees. I love it. So if you haven't already, click that link to download your free gift, your field guide to your first hire checklist, because I already did it. I put in my name and I put in my email. So if I can do it, you can do it. <laughs> Go do it right now. And um, you also, for the VIP ticket holders, you have a VIP gift. So that's the new supervisor toolkit training series. Oh my gosh, this is so amazing. So tell us a little bit more about this. Yes. So um, this is this is something brand new that I'm, I'm putting out, um, but it's a series of different topics. It's going to start with coaching employees and different ways to coach employees. Um, and then we have things about employee discipline, conflict resolution, writing performance reviews, leadership skills, how to delegate. And it's one of those things where I think as I can find new topics, I'm going to continue building on that. Wow. <laughs> so um, I am giving uh, people who sign up for that, um, they will get access to that training. Oh, that's so amazing. That is just like an HR 
person in a box like <laughs> like, yeah. like, a, right? like it's the training series oh that's so perfect so if you don't have your vip ticket yet you can click the link to upgrade to your vip uh, ticket and have instant access to the portal where Sarah's gift is located and everyone else's VIP gift as well. Um, but before we head on out, Sarah, I would love for you in the last 30 minutes or 30 minutes, 30 seconds or so <laughs> to share uh, some final words of wisdom for our audience. Um, you know, I think the, the biggest thing is, is to make sure that um, you don't let yourself get overwhelmed. I think um, by by taking the leap from, you know, working on yourself, but working by yourself to having employees, that can be really scary. And there's a lot of talent, whether it's with, with EOS or with another group that can really help you through that process and make sure that you're doing it right so that you don't end up with something along the lines where you are getting a scary letter from the government. So, so take the time. Yes, take the time now. Thank you for joining us for another amazing session on the Clarity Confidence Connection Summit. Be sure to mark your calendars to join us in Hawaii from November 2nd through the 5th for our premier in-person experience. If you have any questions or want to apply to be a speaker at one of our upcoming events, email our team at breakthrough at clarityconfidenceconnection.com.